Hello and welcome to 110 Yards. I'm Coach Aaron Page, a Canadian coaching American football in Denmark. Today I'm with Wojek Andrzejczyk. Um, Yo. Looking good, man. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we've, we haven't crossed paths, but we've coached in three of the same uh, countries over the years here. It's kind of wild, eh? Germany, yeah, Romania, and Denmark. Oh. Yeah. Uh, small world, small, small uh, profession in, in American football in Europe. So, uh, as I said, I was um, happy to to person. You know, when we met in uh, when the Oaks played the U19 Razorbacks, it was definitely a very entertaining game. Uh, I'm happy to be and thankful to be on the, on the podcast because I did a good job there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I forgot to mention. Uh... Wojciech is currently a defensive coordinator with the Triangle Razorbacks out in Weile, Denmark. Um, but, you know, you're, you're originally uh, from Poland. And yes, how did you cut your teeth, like, in the game of football? And um, I'll have a follow-up question after that. But, yeah, how did you get into the sport? I mean, Poland's not a super-known country for football, so. Well, you know, uh, I would say it all depends on the, you know, on the reference frame. Like, I was – one of the pioneers of the sport in Poland back in 2005, six, you know, to, my, my first practice, I was 21. And I remember like growing up, you know, I started learning English fairly fast when I was 10 years old, which right now it's, it's not that fast, but I'm a, you know, Poland transitioned to, from the communism to free market economy. And we have all those American movies and TV series. And, oh, that's, that's a cool sport, you know, but at the time there was no like team around. And back when I was at the university, a uh, few of my friends started the football team in Poznan. So I was, uh, you know, I went to practice and it's hard to imagine because it was 2005, but like we literally had like uh, mouth guards, one or two sets of shoulder pads and a helmet. So it looks more like rugby, like two old, you know, rubber footballs. But a year later from that, we had like um, first season of the Polish American Football League with four teams then kind of grew rapidly. And um, some of our Listeners may have been familiar with that, um, you know, uh, super final in the Warsaw National Stadium. And of course, you know, when you think football, American football in Poland, you think of Panthers, Rotswalder, you know, I don't know, Lowlanders, Białystok. So, so this, those things have been growing up. Um, we had, um, you know, for a couple of years, our national team um, program was, was going. Hopefully we'll, we'll come back to it. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to, to have a couple of the kids playing in, you know, um, NCAA and high school level. And of course, like, um, you know, the our guys like um, the Gronkowskis, the Golskowskis, who are technically, they are not Polish, although they, they have some, some Polish blood. And the Panashic brothers, of course, Panashic. Yeah, they are like the, you know, Michigan State Spartans. They are, they are uh, pretty, pretty big. They are originally from Poland. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I started small and I've been playing till 2012 and I transitioned to coaching. Um, and, uh, at 30, I realized, Hey, I got to go to the States. And at that time I had some connections. I was visiting school and kind of one thing led to another. And then, uh, the last couple of things I've been fortunate enough to, to, to do this, um, coaching game in Europe and you know, States and China. Yeah. Um, I just go, let's go back a little bit. Like when you start the team, you know, back yeah. when the, the league started kicking off in Poland, What's that like as far as getting the gear? Like, is the first years, like, if you look back now, it's sort of like ragtag, like, 
you know, guys are wearing helmets that maybe shouldn't be used anymore and stuff like, you uh, know. I would say this, it was definitely a, a, an interesting times, you know, it's uh, thanks God for the internet. Cause um, you know, we were uh, of course, we were fighting to, to find any like used equipment from, from Germany or, you know, whatever we would make this, uh, if I can, I, I gotta say the same name, right? When we like make this big order from Pharrell, like Christmas, like you know, like massive box would come, hey, like five new helmets and you know, like uh, shoulder pads. Uh, then we, I definitely remember like staying up um, late to find some like surplus equipment from like universities or some like used helmets or like shoulder pads, as you said, like making sure that it's safe to wear. Um, my first one was it was VSR four, so it was the you know the, at that time you know two thousand seven six it was uh, uh it's proper helmet to wear. Then I had like I think the first revolution, so yeah. But it was yeah it was definitely trying to find any piece of equipment you know footballs, uh, soccer cleats you know uh, all kinds of. Um, it also teaches you how to be resourceful and how to be creative, you know, how to build, I don't know, down markers, you know, how to make uh, pylons or, you know, um, uh, we build like the tackling dummies. We, we contact like a local um, toy a factory that they will use a lot of like foamy, you know, type of toys and like, you know, say, okay, how if you could do that, like, or, or shields for us. Yeah. Or like uh, you adapt stuff from rugby and other, other, other like combative sports. So it was definitely, um, interesting years, of course, uh, uh, uniforms, like, you know, uh, working with, like, uh, sports companies here, like, hey, could you, like, make those, you know, these are the game pants, these are the shirts, you know, this has to be a little bit tighter, a little bit, you know, uh, looser, and uh, those are the sizes, you know, because this is not, you know, a lot of big guys, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but so, so, yeah, it was uh, interesting times, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that the, the, the sport has evolved, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, we had a significant drop in, in participation numbers. And of course there was, uh, um, how should I say it? It's, it's one thing to, to build the, the, the first wave, the first initial um, uh, push. And then, you know, you wanna, it's a cyclical as well. So there's the peaks and valleys and kind of sustaining the sport and sustaining the growth of the game, the numbers, that's, I think, is the is the challenge for our federation and for the clubs here yeah i think you're right about that and it's interesting how resourceful like teams can get over here i've seen that um talking about sustainability and you know you and i talked about that before with youth program and stuff like that it's it's the key thing that most teams i mean you've been around europe too there's there's a few that have strong youth programs and then a few that are just you know they don't know what to do yet and that's the that's the idea um behind the sport i also think that um when you're starting up a league too like a lot of th times people don't think about the officiating too you need to have a group of guys that want to ref you know and sometimes that's good oh, sometimes yeah. that's bad uh, that, right hey i i sometimes look at the photos and i remember that so like there are like four teams so if you can imagine like team, like the, the Eagles from Warsaw are playing the Fireballs from Poland, like the head coach from Gdynia, from, from the Seahawks is, is the official for that game. One of the officials for the game, I'm like, it would never fly right now. But it's, uh, as you say, those different times, you know, and like, as you say, it's like, 
oh, you need like not one official, not two officials, but there's like what seven, eight, eight more crew to like to to officiate properly now. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's part of the challenge to to kind of to to grow that um, uh, and develop the, the sport of American football in in uh, in a new country. But uh, as you say, it's uh, it's rewarding to see uh, that you know uh, how far we, we we've come through. And, um, yeah, I, I think a clear example is with the the Panthers right now in the ELF. Um, you know, Germany's been a, a top contender and one of the top leagues along with Austria and Finland. But to have teams out of Poland now, like, you know, pulling their weight and showing that there's like some ballers there is like pretty refreshing to see. And, you know, just let people know, like, I mean, we have teams in Denmark and there's also, you know, the, the Central European League where like the towers are in. So there's like you know, few teams here and there that have, um, you know, uh, the skill level to compete with some of the best teams in Europe. And it's nice to see that there's a team out of Poland. So it's definitely, yeah, as you say, it's like, um, you know, um, very rewarding for the guys involved in that program, you know, to, to be invited to the, you know, big boys club, uh, you know, and uh, ELF is definitely changed the landscape in, in recent months. And as you say, there are some teams like, you know, potential spots that have the talent. Uh, we, we will see how this how this project develops because it's very, very ambitious expansion in, in year two. And, uh, you know, uh, I've heard some, uh, how should I say it? Um, there is, yeah, there is some information that there, there should be a, all Scandinavian team in the left, but I don't know, will it happen? Will it happen? I won't spread rumors, but definitely, you know, just by uh, sure talent, I don't like recently concluded Euros, like, you know, Scandinavian countries couldn't, and, and they, the talent is there, like Italy has a, has a talent, whether, you know, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna be invited. It's a, it's a, matter of i believe business and i'm not the guy to, yeah. to, to to be answered or to be asked that question so you know uh, I, I would say that you know the rising tide when the when the tide rises the all, all boats go up so you know it's good to see um best players from europe competing on the, on the highest possible level because you know iron sharpens iron and that um you know translates to um, other, you know, domestic guys on, hey, if so-and-so can be, you know, starter on ELF, I, I want to be like him or, you know, I want to, I can, I want to go to the States and I want to be, you know, have the offers. And, and this is something that we just um, discussed with the coaches at the convention is that now those younger guys see it and they want to be coached and they want to be coached hard because, oh, oh shit, like, oh, my bad. If yeah, no, I, you can swear. <laughs> No, 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 I, I don't want to like, you know, but if, if I've been blessed with genetics, like, you know, I, and I can, you know, I can, I'm a, I don't know, 15, 16 year old, you know, if I work hard, I can be the, you know, next Bernard Psychovides on, or next Sandro Platzgumer, right? Or, or, you know, I can go through the more traditional NCAA, yeah, I can get an offer, you know, I, I can get a scholarship, you know, I can be the next, I got a shout out to my thousand guys, so. Uh, you know, to, uh, you know, Thibaut Dubai, or I can be Roman Farhide or Vino Pakonen, you know, I can, I can play and, and, uh, and uh, 
study in, in university, get a get a you know um, diploma, and, and see where, where where I go from there. You know, I can play in the CFL right now because it's another avenue for the for European guys. So, you know, it's um, definitely interesting times. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this on here before, but I also been pushing Canadian schools because you know for that international spot, you're you're I always say you're right under the nose of those CFL scouts. So. Um, but now being from Poland, like I, I find I get a little bit of it, uh, being Canadian when it comes to like meeting other Americans and stuff that, you know, I, I may not know as much as them or what have you, you find having, you know, being from Poland and breaking into the coaching scene, does that put up not barriers, but just have some people questioning exactly what, you know, or are you as good, let's say as an American or Canadian, what have you. Right. And. Yeah, so I'd just like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's natural, you know. I mean, why would somebody, you know, it's American football by name, and, you know, you got to prove yourself that you're, you know, you're equally better, if not better, than, than somebody else. Or, like, imagine, you know, back five, maybe ten years ago, I would go to the States and, oh, you're from Europe, so you can be a soccer coach, right? Like, it's it's not how it works. It's... You know, definitely motivates you. It's definitely you have the chip on your shoulder. Um, but it, it's um, as you say, it's um, used as motivation to study, to uh, to look for opportunities, to look to 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 network with people. And, and as you say, it's who you know is uh, will get you the job, and how good you are will determine how good you're going to stay on the job. And uh, you know, the more and more. Um, I'm in this profession, like the, the more I realize that, you know, for people who, you know, division one or had NFL experience, they didn't care where I was from. You know, if I, if I did a good job for them, you know, they were like, okay, I, I want to work with you because, you know, you're motivated, you have high energy, you know, you have a great work ethics, you know, I don't have to uh, give you a pep talk every five minutes or, or, you know, I don't have to tell you to, to do certain things, you know, that you find it yourself and you're proactive um, and, you know, that's um, hopefully um, it translates to, 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 to opportunities. And of course, in, in some places, people want to say, okay, for maybe for marketing reasons, you know, I want to have an American guy. But at the same time, in other countries, now the fact that I'm European and I had some, you know, uh, Division One experiences under my belt, it's, it's, my, it's a, to my benefit that, okay, we can have a guy who gives us, you know, the, the, uh, experience of, of uh, you know, who, who has some US, U.S. experiences. But on the other hand, we don't have to go through all the extra paperwork. And I think this is, this is something, and this is something that we're trying to, to, to create more opportunities for European coaches to, to be able to, you know, hopefully when Uncle COVID is gone, Uncle COVID is gone, that, you know, these guys can go through to the U.S., have a U.S. soil experience, you know, have it firsthand. Because ultimately, as you said, like for a, for, for American football team to be functional, you need like a large staff, like you know, like 10 position coaches, assistants, 2D assistants, you know, video people. Like, you know, you can't uh, rely on, on importing like several coaches from the stage. You need to, you need to develop local players and, and local coaches. Now, on top of that, of course, like the first team, you may have uh, like in Denmark, right? You may have a U19, U16, U14, or a U12, or maybe even U10. So you have all of a sudden you have, you have, um, five, six teams within a club. Then you have a women's team. So we had maybe six, seven teams within one club. Like you need, you gotta, even if you bring 
one or two important coaches. Now we've got to develop this chemistry in the house and those that find those guys with um, with a thirst for knowledge that, that want to learn that, you know, that asking questions that, you know, that you will have this, um, how should I say it, like um, uh, within the club, like uh, knowledge bank or, you know, even like coaches school or however you want to call it. And those guys are, um, you know, are getting better that there's a transfer of technology, so not technology, knowledge and, and techniques and, and all that, you know, all those um, best practices that once even the, the coach is gone, you know, certain there's like the know-how stays in the club, like, I don't know, scouting, um, performance evaluation, you know, um, practice planning, uh, let's just say like all the structurizing, why do we do certain drills, how they connect to the playbook, you know, it's not like a, you know, random drills that we just pick from yeah. YouTube. Like, this is per prescriptive because we're sorting, you know, the problems that we just saw on the table, you know, it connects to our playbooks and to our, you know, overall philosophy, overall overall schemes on all kinds of different specialties. So, um, you, you know, I you, think that's You're right. And at Oaks here, we have like U19, our coaching, the U16, the U16, the U4, you know, we're we're keeping it in-house and, and what we've been doing uh, since I got here, I, I have some coaches, friends in, in Canada at the CFL and collegiate level that I had, you know, come on and give some talks to all our, our staff here, just, you know, so they can take a, something away. And I'm going to bring it back to, you know, the, you working hard and having that chip on your shoulder. I think uh, for me, when I first got into coaching uh, at the high school level in Canada, I realized how, how much I thought I knew and how much I actually didn't know when it, when you come, when you go from being the armchair coach to actually in the job, and then you start to see the guys. I have a a mentor of mine. You know, he always says, you know, there's guys out here stealing paychecks based on the fact that they're American or what have you, right? You know, they're really not as good as they're just as good as the the title of being a Canadian or American. You know, when really there's guys that are working hard and. And when you put in that type of work and you see people just getting by because they coached at X school or whatever, um, that definitely sh shows a lot more when you're the guy putting in that extra work, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is, you know. I mean, ultimately, um, you, you will have the results and, and, and uh, as a coach, you can do so much. And as you say, some people are blessed with the, with the opportunities, you know, some, it's, it's doing the most with what you have. And uh, at the end, it's, we, we all understand in football in Europe, we're like, you know, you may bring Nick Saban or, I don't know, Wade Phillips, but if I don't, if there's like, I don't know if Wade Phillips could, could, could coach in like European settings with like, oh, I, my, my grandma has bear base. I'm not coming to practice. <laughs> you know, like uh, you can't have, uh, you know, meetings at 11 a.m. and, uh, you know, on a weekday because nobody's going to show up to those. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, I believe there are coaches who, you know, and as you say, some of the guys who coach in, in the States, they come to Europe and it's like, oh, what do you mean we don't have like uh, two hours of meeting time before, or like 30 minutes meetings before practice. It's like, you know, the time and efficiency, that's something that, that a lot of those guys um, uh, have to adapt to. And then, you know, when you go there, like, oh shit, now we have, again, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, I don't know. Five, you know, we have a small army of people, of you know, recruitment people, of uh, trainers, uh, assistant athletic trainers, of uh, 
you know, all the like academic advisors and, and you know, we have uh, video analysts to do it. So all I really got to do is coach, right? And, and you know, as you say, the, the, it's much more in depth uh, process, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's football. We're not curing cancer here. You know? It's like, Oh, you're right. And I think a lot of these clinics that are, that are put on, I, I think, um, you know, you get used to the coaches at convention. Um, uh, I'll ask you how that was in a sec, but a lot of those times you bring on uh, coaches to talk to teams in Europe, they don't understand that the infrastructure is not the same. Like you're talking about video analysts and recruiters and this and that. So they're giving a talk based on having all that in place when they really it's hard for them, even though they, as much as they know about football, it's hard for them to be able to give you something and some feedback and some, you know, some, uh, like a clinic on how to do it with two practices or three practices a week with grandma's birthdays and the, and the niece's confirmation yeah. and all that stuff in the mix. Oh, right. Yeah. Confirmation. That's, that's the big one. <laughs> yeah. That's the, so, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. And it's like, you know, all those, um, as you say, a lot of the, the things looks good on the board, a lot of, okay, so it's, uh, it's interesting to see how University of Alabama does it, but then, you know, you realize that, uh, you know, we have a you know, different athletic level of, of, our, of our guys, we have, you know, different settings, different uh, different amount of resources, and you know, ultimately it's what, what your players can execute on game day, and uh, sometimes we have to, you know, make sure that what we do is... Uh, like it's about the players, and that's you know to what, credit to what you said is something that Coach Phillips said. And the, the good thing is the good thing. Uh, I think it's you know um, you can definitely see like the um, his um, vast experience as a coach because that before he came this year we were able to kind of do some things online with him. Like he would listen, and like the message that he gave was more of like general general. Um, perspective in general but he said it's all about the players but like he tells you hey it's you know if, if you have uh you know if you have great players and they cannot execute in your scheme maybe you have a bad scheme you know like he says you know you've got to maximize the potential of your players and he gives you examples how he you know make von miller more efficient pass rusher even though it was you think it's von miller right but it's again it's like you know um it's uh finding the system that, that shoots your players and then build meaningful relationships with them. So I'm not going to say I'm the, the perfect guy in it because sometimes you need time to, to, to get to know these guys, you know, to kind of to build this authentic, authentic, deep relationships. And that's, that's hard with, a, you know, with, without, with a limited time that we have. And, you know, especially this year, you know, with uncle COVID, you know, us having limited, I mean, Denmark was, blessed with how few restrictions you had. Like you, you could see like, you know, uh, teams would go, GFL teams would go to the to practice and everybody need to have a test done and, you know, all the kind of shebang and all this, okay, we just, you know, go to practice. And, you know, you, you can't forget that this bigger picture that we were fortunate enough to, we were fortunate to have a season this year. True. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think a lot of players, for example, in France would, you know, per se, you know, quote unquote, they would be, killing for, for an opportunity to have a season because they didn't play for like well, the last two years, right? So, um, you know, it's uh, you definitely need to be very aware of, of that and how, how fortunate we were to, to have a season. And yeah. not, take, not take anything for granted because I think, and maybe that's the other thing, is like you, you remember playing 
high school football in, in Canada or in the States, you know that your, your clock is ticking. So unless you get a scholarship, you play well, freshman ball, you may have two to three years. Like, you know, second year, you're not really playing a lot. So you may have two years max to get a tape and, and play in a, you know, play on the next level. Because if not, football is over, like in Europe, and it's not a knock on anybody, you know, and that's probably a problem that we faced in a lot of the spots. Like, okay, you know, we are kind of, there's a part of the team that wants to be very competitive and it's devoted to the, and like, there's a group of the guys that, hey, it's a, it's a hobby, you know, we're like, I'll show up, but then I have little things of that. And the sense of urgency that, hey, this can be like, this is my last season. There's like five games left for me. You know, there's like, we want to be all in. And sometimes it's, it's a beauty of football, but it's also a, a challenge to, to get everybody on the same page. And because, you know, all it takes is, I don't know, one guy not knowing the, not knowing the play, not knowing the, the snap count, and boom, like we got a penalty, everybody's punished for, right? So. Yeah, that's true. We have been lucky here in Denmark. I mean, I got more football in this year than I have in a long time, be it between our U19 games, our, uh, my games with the senior team here, and then going to National League games. And then plus yeah. the uh, two international games, uh, I was coaching with uh, Team Denmark, and then I was watching, uh, I went to Malmö, Sweden, to watch Sweden, Italy. So you're right. It's been a, a blessed year for, for watching the sport. And uh, I liked a lot of what you talked about there, too. Like, because within a team, in, and especially in the European setting, you have guys that are all in and want to get to that competitive level. And you may have other guys, uh, you know, teams I've been with in Germany, like you said, just a little hobby for them. They'll show up when they can get there. And uh, that's that's the struggle as a coach where you can't really let that get to you because if you do, you're just going to drive yourself nuts here in Europe for sure. It's like coaching the guys you have and, and building those relationships like you talked about is incredibly important, but also you don't want to come off as like, like, you're, like you're disingenuine when it comes to that. Uh, for me, I was uh, – I get a little – not guilty, but like sometimes I feel because they're hiring us to do this role, you're always questioning like, have I done enough? Have I prepared well enough? And being a head coach and you've been, you know, head coach, D coordinator, there's really no one above you that's, that knows as much as you to give you that feedback of when things are going well. And you're really only here when things aren't going well. And by then it's usually too late. You've lost the group. You know what I'm saying? So you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's my experiences, but there are uh, there's always a lot of people that that, that that know a lot of the thing they know the thing that they know more than you, like the, how to solve problems. But it's it's easy to to get those advice from from the um, comfort from the comfort of their own couch or or, or seats or you know. If, if you're not there on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, in practice, like, and you only see, okay, why are we playing this coverage? Or, you know, why are we, are we, are we not blitzing enough? Or are we blitzing too much? Or why do we stick with that? Like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a complex game. And as you say, at some point, you just gotta, you know, you gotta build, build trust in your guys and you trust them because you play them. And to me, it's, it's a, you know, I stole from, from Coach Daniels. It's a four-way test. Like, coaches got to trust coaches. Coaches got to trust players. Players got to trust uh, coaches. And co and players got to trust players. So, and then, there's, of course, there's the board and everybody around the team. But um, uh, that's, that's, that's the key, uh, like, you know, 
elements to, to decide. It's like, you know, where is the, the system, the, the call? It's like, hey, e even if you, you know, even if we're pinching and you, and you go on the outside, but you do it 100% of, of the time, you know, good things will happen. Like if, you got, if you're about to make a mistake, make it 100 miles an hour. And, you know, it's, it's football in Europe. It's, you know, we're not curing cancer. It's, it's, we're blessed to, to call it a, a game. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I got to, you know, quote Coach Phillips. There are two types, in this two types of coaches in this profession. Those who are fired and those who will be fired. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's in the nature of the business. And you, as you say, you know, you're not going to be second guessing, of course, I wish I, I called that that play, you know, like, you know, everybody's a great mo Monday morning quarterback. So you just got to roll with, with, with um, you know, uh, with uh, what you call, learn from it. Don't make the second, don't make the, the same mistake twice, you know, and then, uh, you know, that's it is what it is, you know. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people like what one thing that I noticed with the with the up and coming coaches here is like, um, I feel like kind of finding a way to connect them with mentors uh, that, that either a have the experience in Europe and, or some, some programs. I know like we're getting players over there, but having opportunities for, for coaches like, and the coaches convention you were just at is a great example, like coach Wade Phillips there, because a lot of guys you see, uh, especially at the youth level, right. They're excited to, and they're passionate, which is the good thing but they see something on Saturday or on Sunday, a play or a coverage or whatever. And they go, they go, we're doing that, but they fail to realize that, okay, you don't have, first of all, you don't have Ed Reed who can play cover one across the whole, like, you know what I'm saying? So there's like five. And I had a mentor that taught me, uh, you know, find something, believe in it and, and know it instead of just doing random stuff for the sake of doing random stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's an important thing that needs to get brought into Europe. And I think more exposure on that coaches convention is important. Well, well you know, I think you also hit a, hit a nail in the, in the head that, you know, you new brought youth coaches because youth coaching is totally different ball game than coaching, let's just say senior team, even U19, right? You know, um, if, if you follow like the recent trends, there's the whole debate on how, how to combat the dropout numbers. Like you want to, you know, you want to, you know, the long-term athlete development, the LTAD model, you know, to make sure that, you know, in the younger groups, and of course you guys have a, have a tremendous job in your youth groups. It's like the only uh, key performance indicators of, of a youth coach should be the retention rate. So if you have all the kids who are like, I don't know, U12, they come back or like, you know, they move up to the, to the next division, that, that's a good job. If you have several kids dropping, you got to ask yourself, okay, why are, why are those guys dropping? Of course, somebody may be, you know, Dad may be changing, you know, job. He's moving to Copenhagen or whatever, right? So, so this can happen. But if, you know, um, it's more about like teaching them the fundamentals, making sure they're having fun, you know, making sure that all those social aspects of football, they are, they are having friends. They are, they are, you know, think about it, right? COVID, they are out there playing sports. You know, how big is that? You know, all of a sudden they can, you know, they can go, you know, and, and uh, all have those all those um, benefits to their physical and also mental health of sports is there. Whether this guy can execute a perfect roll tackle, well, sometimes not going to be perfect. Or if, yeah, he's going to get burned on you know on, on the cover. I don't know. Uh, can he execute pattern match? You know, match quarters coverage. You know, do we have to teach him that? Probably not. It's like if they know how to line up, if they're having fun, like teach them. You know, 
all those fundamentals, you know, how to teach and block, sorry, how to tackle, how to block, how to handle the ball, how, you know, cue, um, you know, uh, run plays, you know, add like, you know, I don't know, one or two uh, play action of it and, and, you know, make sure that they are, that they are, um, they, they are having fun. And that's, that's the, uh, to me, that's, that's the biggest thing. And as you say, uh, as those coaches progress, you know, they say, okay, now these are the guys, they're like older guys, you know, also language and the psychology, right? The kids are not, are not mini, they're not mini adults. There's like, you know, different language, different metaphors you can use. You know, sometimes like when you work with the younger kids, you almost like, a, I would say the word buffoon, you know, we got to make it fun for them. And, uh, you know, it's not the Super Bowl. It's also great to have fashion, but, you know, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a different level, there's a different intensity and a different um, ways that, that you're going to be talking to a, you know, 35-year-old guy who plays NL and they're, you know, 12 or 14 year old who, who plays, uh, who plays uh, youth football. Right. True. So, and it's like, I mean, you know, the important thing is to like, uh, you know, get the coaches and, and the players to be playing instead of scheming to play bad football or like to beat bad teams, like scheme to play good football. <clears throat> and, yeah. and that's half the battle. You know, I think that's important. And I'm sure like along the way you've, you found like schemes and things you like. And, and like you said earlier, find the scheme that fits your guys versus forcing something on Like, you know, if I really love triple option, but don't have like a guy that can make that read on the, on the midline, like, well, I'm just going to, you know, go crazy trying to make that happen. So adaptability for over here is important as well. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree with you. It's like, you know, you may be an average guy in the States, but as you say, can you recruit the guys? Can you have the budget to, that they're gonna fit. That they're gonna fit your system. And if not, then okay. I mean, on defense, to me, it's it's reactive, right? In nature, it's like what 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 did you know? What do our op opposing offenses do? What do we have? How do we want to stop them with what we have, right? So we gotta design a system that it's you know easy for us to teach. And hopefully, it's, it's not easy enough for them to to decipher. You know, and it's like. All that is the like is normal is just an illusion. What's normal to a spider is chaos to a fly. But as you say, I'll rather make sure that all my eleven guys know what we're doing. Even the other teams know know what we're doing, but we just ex we are all you know we are um, out executing that. Yeah. And to me, it's all about the fun. It's you know getting to the ball, you know ta tackling, block destruction, forcing turnovers, and you know you're gonna be. You're gonna be, you're gonna have a chance to be successful. Whether you're gonna, we're gonna win or lose. That's, you know, you have offense, defense, and special teams. But you know, you, as a defense, you can, you know, there's there's your part of the job that you can do, and you gotta do it to the, to the best of your ability. And um, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, so I, I usually close these things out with uh, a question like about what's your, uh, you know, your favorite play to see happen on the field as far as execution or like type of moment of play? No, I mean, I definitely, what is rewarding for me is when I, when I watch the, the tape and I see that, um, that all the, like the drill work or the fundamentals that we talked about that the guys executed, that they, you know, they trust their techniques, you know, and especially uh, sometimes not only the guys have the, like who are the best athletes, like sometimes the guys you could, you could say, okay, they are like, uh, you know, on average, you know, or like we had a, this year we had a guy who was, came from team two, 
and he plays corner on um, Williams number ten from uh, you know from uh, from Copenhagen. Like, yeah, know, we were down. And, okay, I play on, and you know they throw him like the, the fake into the end zone, and the guy just you know pass breakups. You know he breaks those hands. Like you know, of course he does this. Ah, oh, you know, like falls in the wind, like. So that's, that's, a, that's a clinic thing, you know, and like you see those guys that, that you know, um, sac- you know, sacrifice that invest their time and they, they execute those, um, um, you know, they, they execute the technique and they, they make big plays, you know, that's to me that that's very, very rewarding. And, you know, one thing that we haven't said is to me, it's a lot of what we do here is about the social role of football that I think we don't talk about enough. It's like, What's the um, connection between, let's just say, knowing the pattern match, cover four to the real world? Not much, right? It's like, yeah. you know, but if, but the, the value of football is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I know how to be part of the team. I know, I know the value of hard work, but okay, you know, to be able to be successful, you got to stay with it. Because we live in a, in a modern society where if I post something on Instagram, you know, I don't get 20 likes in 10 minutes. I'm, I'm being anxious. And in football, like you have to, we practice so much more than we play, you know, and of course for us this year, like we were, we were coming as a team, you know, like we played our best game defensively in the semifinal, you know, like there's one, you know, one game spring ball, you know, uh, winter training, et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, you, you'll see those results, but you gotta, you gotta stick with it. So that's definitely rewarding. And then, you know, um, seeing that those guys um, are, you know, valuable members of society, good dads, you know, husbands, etc. That's something gratifying. And all those, all those relationships that they build along the way, you know, that like, you know, they they're they're good friends. They're, you know, um, they go to each other's uh, weddings, you know, um, other, you know, family um, reunions and team reunions, and you know, Razorbacks and the team that you have a lot of those guys who've been part of the organizations. And you know, you have now you have the um father played for Razorbacks now his son is, is in a youth program right so so he's involved in it. and that's that's a, that family atmosphere that you um makes it makes it so special make makes it so rewarding yeah that's, that's so a- true I uh I agree <clears throat> with you too like seeing a guy who like you said who's maybe average execute like a nice rip technique and making the play or what have you is is really fun to see and the 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 social side you you hit that on the head too um you know, and, and speaking of the father son here at Oaks, we had a dad and his three sons on the field for for uh, four plays in one of the games. And, uh, cool. you know, he ended up busting his ankle. Uh, but uh, when when we asked him, you know, was that worth it? He said, hell yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. Um, no, and uh, it's an emotional game. And sometimes we don't really talk about the emotion. Uh, you know, we want them to play emotional, but then we don't talk about sometimes the stress or the stuff outside, which really, and the social that, that helps with all that, you know? Yeah. You know, and some, sometimes it needs to be, to be said is that, you know, we are, we earned as well. Like, you know, the adrenaline is there and, you know, sometimes like, I wouldn't say, you know, it was like alter ego, but it's, you know, you're in a zone, you want to win, you're competing. And it's like, don't take it personal. It's like, you know, I, I'm not ever like if, if I, may say something to the player or to a coach is not like you know always apologize afterwards because you know it wasn't you know like you you've been to the stage you know how coaches are like you, if you've never heard of a word or two you know it's uh you know the other thing is that it, when you're when this becomes your job and pays your bills you have far more at stake than yeah. for a guy 
it's, that's, that's a hobby. And sometimes I think the guys may not fully realize that, okay, I mean, you know, I may misalign a certain player. I may break the rules of the coverage. Like, okay, like coach may yell at me for five minutes or I may get a minus on, you know, on a, on a um, grading sheet. But for us, like the, the ball bounces the wrong way and it's a L instead of a dub. And, you know, all of a sudden you have, you have a tough conversations at the end of the, at the end of the year. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, as you say, there is, there has to be balance to it. There have to, you have to, you know, you can coach him hard. You gotta love him, love him up and, and, you know, understand that, um, you know, we're not like psychopaths who drive satisfaction from like beating people up and going to the ground. Yeah. We want to be the best, you know, we want to be those guys to be the best they can be, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a zero sum game. So if you have, you know, now every other business, and I'll use it, our semifinal game as an example. If you have 21% of the market and I have 20%, you know, we're, we're both very happy. But if you have 21%, you're going to a mermaid bowl that is hosted in our stadium and we have 20 points and we'll be watching from the stands, I can guarantee you that, you know, your post-game celebration is far more happier than our long bus ride home. And, uh, you know, you can, as I said, there is a lesson from this year. Um, you know, there was a that can be learned and they can be applied and then just, you know, you know, you gotta, you know, the, all decisions will be made and all the, all those, um, you know, postseason analysis will be, will be done. And, you know, on every level as a player, as a, as a coach, as a, as a board member, you know, the, you know, you, you want to learn from those lessons and, and you want to, you know, you want to not make the same mistakes twice. Yeah. That's it. I agree. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for coming on here today. I think it was a great conversation. We touched on a lot of stuff and um, I wish you all the best in the following season. I hope to see you across the sideline again. Yeah. Appreciate you, coach. Hey, have a stay safe out there and uh, thank you for your time. And uh, thank you to all our viewers and listeners for uh, all of us. All right. Take care. Thank you.